Someone let me out of my cage. Now, time for me is nothing because I'm counting on age. Now, I couldn't be there. Now, you shouldn't be scared. I'm good at repairs, and I'm under each snare. A tangible. Oh, no. Bet you didn't think so. I command you to. Panoramic view. Look, I make it all manageable. Pick and choose. Sit and lose. All your different crews. Chicks and dudes. Who you think is really kicking tunes? Picture you getting down in a picture tube. Like you lit the fuse. You think it's fictional? Mystical? Maybe. Spiritual? Hero who appears in you to clear your view when you're too crazy. Yeah. Life list to those the definition for what life is. Priceless to you because I put you on the hype shit. You like it? Gun smoking righteous with one token psychic among those possess you in one go. I'm happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag I'm useless. But not for long the future is coming on. I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine In a bag I'm useless But not for long the future Is coming on, it's coming on It's coming on, it's coming on It's coming on, it's coming on it's The essence, the basics Without you, you make it Allow me to make this Childlike in nature Rhythm, you have it or you don't That's a fallacy, I'm in them Every spouting tree, every child of peace, every cloud and sea. You see with your eyes, I see destruction and demise, corruption and disguise from this fucking enterprise. Now I'm sucked into your lies through Russell, not his muscles, but the percussion he provides with me as a guide. Y'all can see me now, cause you don't see with your eye. You perceive with your mind, that's the inner. So I'ma stick around with Russ and be your mentor. Bust a few rhymes so motherfuckers remember when the thought is, I brought all this so you can survive when law is law. All this right feeling, sensations that you thought was dead. No squealing, remember that it's all in your head. Hey, happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag, I'm useless. But not for long, the future is coming on. I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag, I'm useless. But not for long, the future is coming on. It's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on. My future is coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on. My future is coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on. My future. Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Miranda, Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Pork, Sheila, D.A. Williams, and Orson Wells, and featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. In the history of podcasting, has there ever been a time where you've turned on your computer and said... This is the greatest show I've ever listened to. Well, now it's happened. Welcome to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy, and that was extremely dramatic and probably mostly untrue. But I do thank you for joining me this week. We've got another great show coming your way back after a nice little vacation. Uh, Last week, I just just worked and did my own thing and just hung around the house. But the week before that, I was on complete vacation. Miss Pingrino and I both were on complete vacation, and we went down to her old stomping grounds, New Orleans, Louisiana. That's right, and we had a wonderful time. That is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. I mean, and it doesn't matter what happens to it. It, Hurricanes, it doesn't matter. That city stays beautiful. And it's just rugged. You know, it's a rugged, beautiful city. And that's what I love about it. And I love going down there, visiting as much as I can. And we went down there... And we had a blast. You know, this go-around, we did a lot of things down there. But the thing that was the most entertaining about this trip, Miss Pingrino and I took a haunted tour. You know, and it kills me 
It always kills me when she tells me that she never has ever really partaken in her own city's history. She's never really partaken in the joys and the splendors of the city that she comes from. She never has. So when I come, when I'm, when we go down there, I'm like, we're doing this shit because I want to do it. And she's like, yeah, I want to do it too. And I'm like, this is ridiculous because you've lived here most of your life. You should have been doing this stuff long ago, but she doesn't, but I keep her active and that's all that matters. And that's why Miss Pingrino and I took a haunted tour. this go around in Louisiana. You know, when she listens to this, she's going to be hear me bashing her and she's going to be very upset, but you know, uh, what are you going to do? It, it's it's funny it, it, it's weird like i've partaken in a lot of the, the the rich things that that tennessee has to offer you know i've done a lot of things in nashville and of course i do i've lived here in knoxville for the last few years but knoxville's always been home away from home from where i'm from and we've been to ut games and we went up to dollywood and pigeon forge i mean you know you you explore those things Miss Pingrino never explored those things in New Orleans, and that's why I got to take her back down there so we can do these things. Take her back down there. She drove most of the way there and back. But still, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is, my friends, my friends that are listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast, is that we went on a haunted tour, and we saw some incredibly beautiful homes that have some incredibly disgusting histories behind them. And I, I was telling Miss Pingrino earlier tonight, you know, I never really, it didn't really hit me until after the trip that most of these homes are just like a few blocks away from each other. Horrible horror stories happen just a few blocks away from each other in New Orleans. And she says, and you'll hear this in this next segment, her trying to defend New Orleans and saying, oh, everybody's hometown is like that bullshit. Not everybody's hometown is frightening as New Orleans. New Orleans got some fucked up history, and you're going to figure that out. And uh, the thing about this episode, though, is that we have so much to get to from this haunted tour that we had to break it up into two, count them, two episodes. So you're going to get part one this week, and then next week you'll get part two. The first story takes up this entire episode. That's right. The first house that we visited has a 20-minute long story that we reduced down to like five-minute segments, plus some other things that we'll do this week. So this part one of this tell-all of the vacation uh, is just one big story about the first house that we went to, and it's extremely interesting. If you're a fan of American Horror Story, you're going to want to listen to this week's uh, story from this part of the haunted tour so it's going to be really interesting so we got part one coming up this week and then next week we'll be talking all about uh, the other places that we visited so you get two fantastic episodes out of this wondrous wondrous vacation and it is very wondrous um now, um, what you're going to be listening to mostly is of our tour guide who uh, led us through uh, the city of New Orleans to visit these places. And I'm just going to tell you now that the audio is not fantastic. It's good. You can hear everything, but it's not great because you have to keep in mind, I was recording her standing there in front of a group of people. So, uh, you know, it's it's kind of hard to hear everything, but you will be able to hear everything. So just make sure you're listening close to her as she goes into detail about uh, this first house that we went to. And like I said, it's it's a good and you're going to enjoy it. No spoilers. We'll get into it here in just a second. So, we'll be talking about uh, our haunted tour that we took in New Orleans while we were on vacation. And we also have a special message from D.A. Williams. And you'll hear what happens when Miranda and I try to improvise a a sketch. A sketch that got cut this week, but us trying to record it was hilarious. So that's why I'm including it in this week's episode. And of course, what would the Smokin' Hot Toddcast be? without a brand new Ollie report. So it's a full episode, and it's only part one of a two-part series. So let's get into it. It's an all-new episode of... What is it? I don't remember. What's the name of the show? And now, Random Thoughts by Hot Toddy. The only time the world beats a path to your door is if you're in the bathroom. And that was Random Thoughts by Hot Toddy. All right, so you heard in the monologue me talking about a trip to New Orleans, right? Correct. You didn't hear the monologue, did you? Maybe. You don't know what I'm doing. No. Do you know what you're doing? Maybe. Who are you? Miss Pingrino. Oh, that's right. Well, Miss Pingrino is here. How are you? Yeah, 
Um, yeah. Talk about your shit. It it's it's got my tummy hurting. Okay, well that that's okay. Well, uh, as you know, Miss Pingrino and I took a trip to her old stomping grounds, New Orleans, California. That's not right. It's New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> Correct. Okay, so New Orleans, Louisiana. We went down there, and what we do? We went on a haunted tour. Scooby! It's scary stuff. That's right. We went on a haunted tour and saw a lot of the haunted locations of New Orleans. Your, your hometown's pretty fucked up. You know, I think everybody's hometown's a little fucked up. They just don't know it until they go on a tour like this. No, your town's pretty fucked up. No, I think everybody's is. No, it's, from the stories I heard about New Orleans, you got the worst place ever. I, I can guarantee you there are worse places. Name one. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but let's go where Jack the Ripper was. That's England. Doesn't matter. You said places. You didn't say in America. Okay, in America. I don't know. Time's up. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Anywhere Ted Bundy killed all of his people. Look, that's just... Those are just places. It's not just like one city where random acts of violence and, and, and by different people. I mean, this happens everywhere. It is not just New Orleans. Okay. Well, no, look, New Orleans is pretty fucked up, and, and its history is pretty fucked up. Beautiful city. Uh, it is a wonderful place to visit now, but back in the day, it was kind of messed up. Yikes. Yeah, but we, we saw some really cool uh, locations, uh, a lot of cool places that are reported to be haunted. Uh, I think the unsolved people should come back down and, and tour a little bit more. I New agree. Orleans. Do one of the other buildings, maybe one of the ones we saw. Yeah. Now, uh, we'll 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 come back to the first one because that's what this week's episode is about. But uh, what were the other places that we looked at? What were some of the places? Because you'll hear, uh, not in this episode, but the next episode, uh, some of the other places that we we looked at and talked about on the tour. Uh, but uh, but what what were those places? Uh, the House of Saint Germain. Yeah. The Ursuline Convent. Oh, yeah. The New Orleans Old City Morgue. Wow. Uh, and John Lafitte's, uh, was it a Smith House? The bar? The bar. The bar. Yeah, but it wasn't always a bar. Right, right. And, you know, and those are just some of the locations you'll hear about in the next episode. But this week's episode, because uh, there was just so much history to this one location, we had to, we had to uh, put an entire episode around it. What was it? Madame Delphine Lelorier. Wow, you said that so eloquently. It's almost as if you just knew it right off the top of your head. Right? Yeah. I have I, a really good memory. We didn't have to look that up or anything. No. You, you, you knew this exactly <laughs> right off the top of your head. That was amazing. Um, superb. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Delphine Lelorier. Uh, was a resident of New Orleans back in the early 1800s and she was a sick human being she was very sadistic very sick just oh my god something wrong with her yes something wrong with her yes and uh go ahead you gonna say something well I mean how much do we want to tell before we let the story tell itself that's true there's I mean it's a fucked up situation it is a fucked up situation she Let's just say she thought she was a rich white woman and could do whatever the fuckity fuck she wanted. And and, and she did and so she did. So she did. And uh, and like I said you'll learn all about her in this week's episode and uh, like I said this episode there's there's so much info on her that we had to completely put a do completely do an episode around her and then we'll do the other locations next week. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is one to remember. Madame Delphine Ladorier. Is that all you guys say? That's all I have to say. Let the story speak for itself. Uh-huh. So from here on out, you're going to be led by our tour guide. Did we ever get her name? Um, nope. I don't think... I think she gave it to us, but man, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot too, but anyway... A super funny, very... Uh, vibrant young lady she was she was awesome and so uh she was really good really great tour guide so the next next time you hear about these about this about this horrific place and this horrific person it will be her telling the story so sit back now and enjoy part one of the horrors of nola hot toddy hot toddy Hot toddy. 
you're tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. My aunt once stole a church van when she was a teenager. Train? What? Train? No. No? Different, different ones. ones. <laughs> it's just... It's just I, look. Excuse me. You are a very talented writer. I think you should sit down and write a screenplay for like a sitcom. <laughs> and everyone in your family is involved. Has to play a part. I mean, they, they don't have... I mean, obviously your real family members aren't going to be in the movie. Or me in the show, but you you hire actors to play right. their type. So you got the one. I want it to be like a short film, though. Okay, a short film even. And you just you just introduce everybody, and for you know a few minutes, you just you you, you evaluate all the eccentricities of everyone in your family. So you got the one that got hit by the train, and then you got the one who stole the the, the church van. Church van. Then you got the one with the donkey and the cows. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, then you get, that's all three of them. Yeah, that's, that's there. It is. See, and then then you've got nosebleeds and poo. Yeah, <laughs> nosebleeds and poo. My favorite song. It's a country western song. And um, one of them died before I was born. Oh, that was an uncle. Ouch. Oh, I think just hit my ear. Oh, and then decapitated great grandparents. Yeah, and. It's just a, it's a gold. Your your life is a gold mine, and that, that's why you just need to, you know. Louis Anderson made his fortune talking about his strange family. Yeah, I don't know. If you I, know, I don't know if I would want to make my family infamous in that regard. I don't think any of them would appreciate it. Well, I mean, they might. I guess I'm already doing it though. You kind of are. You're starting out. This is the first step. This show. Covertly. This show is the first step. And 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 what will be uh, many steps, a long line of ex- exposing your family for their immense entertainment and humor that makes us all very happy. Uh. Makes Sheila the happiest human being on the face of the earth. Yeah, um, I guess. I do you think she would actually appreciate that story of stealing a church van? Um. Yeah. I, I, is there it's any? It's not really on par with any of the other. Well, things. I mean, like, is there any? Is there any? Like the cow and the donkey takes the cake. <laughs> that one was. The <laughs> I think that was everybody's favorite for sure. But it was my personal favorite too. It it was a great story, and I think. Oh God, I I gotta. I don't know if I gotta throw up or what. But, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was a great story. This 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 is not as exciting as that particular story, um, but it's still on par with just the utter strangeness, you know. It's just a, it's just another little detail. It's another little detail, and let me tell you something. That detail goes a long way, and um, I'm just saying. Think about it. Or Think about writing a screenplay. Think about writing a script. I don't know. I mean, Sheila laughed when I told her that one of my aunts wants to beat me with a belt. <laughs> the one, the donkey and the cow one. And why again did she beat you with a I think she had just finished cleaning her house and I made a mess. Oh, did you make a doogie? No, just made a mess. Made a doogie hauser? No, just, just made a mess. Made a doogie hauser, didn't you? I think when she, just retold, when she told the story to me again... She said, "Yeah, you acted like I wasn't gonna do anything when you mess when you made a mess, and I did. You did? Yeah. And well, no, she like she did. She's like, I did. I did something about you mess messing. That's that's for sure. She beat the living crap out of your double wingers. I don't remember it though. I I almost question if it's even real, because I I mean I do remember a period of my life when I was afraid of belts. <laughs> really." Yeah, I mean, if somebody walked into a, uh, just walked into like, uh, like a room wearing a belt, I mean, I would actively avoid that person. Oh, that's right, you told us that. Yeah. No, don't show my gut. No, okay. I'm, this is happening. I don't want to. This no. is happening. No. Oh, stop. I don't want to. People, you, you, you all be you, really. You need to show the video, but no. I want to do a comparison. Uh, just how much that they that that guy looks like you, and then of course I'm going to put the one, uh, the doppelganger of you in the future, 
What's the one with me in the future? Oh, David Crosby. Uh, yeah, that's you. <laughs> oh, we have fun here on this show. But these are your doppelgangers. Fine. But you have you had a legitimate like psychological thing about belts. Yeah, yeah I vaguely remember it. As I mean, I remember my aunt threatening me with the belt. <laughs> what? Well, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that, but I would say that's a very prominent memory. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I remember specifically. <laughs> and that just and that just stuck with you. Yeah, I, I remember afterwards, it's just, if someone was just wearing a belt and it reminded me, I would actively avoid that person. Well, I don't blame you. You made the right, you made the right call. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I got hit with a belt a couple of times. I, my parents weren't really big on that, but apparently a couple of times it made them mad enough that they did it. And, uh... I feel it was bad not fun. I feel bad when I hear my coworkers' stories because apparently they got it pretty f- frequently as children. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I, I one of them, he, he told a specific story where, uh, like, whoever it was who was hitting him with was like, yeah, and don't cry. Don't, <laughs> don't cry. Cause sure. Because then I'll really give you something uh, to cry then about. I'll, then I'll. He's like, yeah, and I mean, she was going like 12 years a slave on me. Ah! and and tell me to not, not cry. Oh God, that's not right. Oh, sleep. That's funny though, but that's wrong. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful, and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh well, pardon me, Mister Perfect.
and the dependency behind her house where the kitchen is located. So, Madame Lollery being the hostess with the mostest, evacuated all of her guests and sent her slaves back inside to get a couple of rugs, some chairs, grab some of the food, get a few instruments, lay it out all in the street here to continue the party while her house was literally up in flames. She was dedicated to a good time. She wasn't gonna let no little fire stop her. Well, the firemen come. They handle the situation very quickly. No big deal, not too much damage, they're gone. They start to investigate to see exactly what caused the fire in the first place. Because New Orleans is extremely flammable. One house goes up, they all go up. Now, they make their way into the dependency where the kitchen is at, and they found an old slave woman shackled to the stove. They point blank ask her, what happened here? And she point blank told them, I started the fire. And because 1831, New Orleans is, again, very flammable. I can't stress this enough. We don't even, legally can't even have barbecue pits out here because the French Quarter is, it's just too much. Look it up, I'm not kidding. They went ahead and they let her know that at this point in time, arson is punishable by death. And she told them, I don't care what happens to me, you need to go back inside and help all those people. And of course the firemen are a little perplexed by her statement because they're already under the assumption that all the, everybody's been evacuated, what she's talking about. Man, they unshackle her, they get her out to the street, get her some medical care, pat her on the head, and say, don't worry about it, we're going to handle the situation. So they make their way back inside and they're looking around for any kind of low-lying embers that are awaiting to erupt into another fire. And it's at this point in time when the firemen discover the entrance to Madame Lollery's attic. It is hidden by a thick, heavy curtain and it is barred shut. Now, of course, these are experienced firemen. They get in there with not too much hassle. They walk right in and then they had to run back downstairs to the balcony so they could throw up into the streets. Because what these experienced firemen saw in Madame Wallery's attic was so appalling, they had a physical reaction to it. Please keep in mind, this is actual, this actually happened. 1831, pre-Civil War. Um, these are in the newspapers back in the day. Of course, sensationalism and everything doesn't help too much, but they didn't really exaggerate that. So the newspapers went into a little bit of detail about some of the things that these firemen saw. They had one woman who was chained to the wall. Her abdomen had been cut open, and her intestines were taken out and wrapped around her waist and tied up like it was a nice, cute little belt. They had other people where their eyes were plucked out, their limbs were amputated. They had one poor gentleman who had his skin peeled back in such a way that it looked like Madame Lollery was trying to do something cute on Pinterest. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. 
Hello there, and welcome to an all-new Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. We're back after a couple of weeks off, and boy, do we have a story for you this week. Apparently, celebrities going into politics is just the end thing all around. Of course, I'm talking about here in Knoxville, we have wrestler Kane running for county mayor, and I don't even want to go into our president, of course, but it continues now, as one of the major stars of the 1995 film Clueless is now aiming for Congress. Who is it, you ask? It's Republican Stacey Dash. We've got Ollie in L.A. to cover the story because, oh, it's a thick one. It's a thick-ass story. It's a thick story. We got to get Ollie out there, and so we have. Ollie, what's going on out there? So I'm not here to cover the Oscars? No, Ollie, that's this Sunday. We're, we're not covering the Oscars now. So we're covering them next week? I don't know, maybe. So who am I here to see? Stacey Dash. Huh? Stacy Dash! What what is this? You're supposed to be talking to Stacy Dash. She's running for Congress, Ollie. And why am I supposed to care? But because she's another celebrity who's throwing her hat in the political ring. It's an important thing. Is it? Well, I mean, it, it seems to be an, an ongoing trend. Since Donald Trump run, won the presidency, it seems like every celebrity with a slight political view is coming out of the woodwork to become the next whatever. I mentioned uh, Kane, uh, Glenn Jacobs here in Knoxville. Uh, he's running for Knox County mayor. And now another conservative celebrity is popping up, Stacey Dash. She's going for Congress. She filed the paperwork just the other day. She's running for California's 44th district, which is actually a Democratic stronghold. Have you spoken to her or anybody in her camp who feels like this is going to be a very, very difficult battle. So let me get this straight. I'm in Los Angeles to cover the congressional... What? You should be covering the uh, Olympics, shouldn't you? Yeah, I thought maybe I might do that too, but no, we're, we're covering Stacy... Who is... What's her name? Stacy Dash. Stacy semicolon. Okay. Running for Congress. We're supposed to care about this. Ollie, look, man. I thought it'd be a good story to cover. You know, it, it's kind of a light story. There's been a lot of heavy, heavy, heavy news. And, you know, we tend to get a little silly sometimes. So I thought it might be, you know, a, a better idea to just cover something, you know, light. You just said it was thick. I mean, it's, mm, okay. It's a thick story. It's thick because I'm making fun of it because it's another celebrity trying to become, you know, uh, the next big politician. But it, it's it's actually a very, very light story. What do you want from me, Ollie? I, I don't know what to tell you. The truth. Why am I out here? Why am I covering the story? Why are people running? Why are people walking? People aren't wearing jackets because it's warm outside right now. There's a dog and a little kitty. I see sky and trees and buildings, but I don't see Stacy Dash, and I really don't care. What do I care about Stacy exclamation point running for Congress? Oh, for God's sakes. I mean, exactly, Hot Toddy. This is stupid. Just let me come home. This is nothing. Have you spoken to Nanette Berejan, if I'm, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name uh, correctly, uh, who is currently holding the position that Stacey Dash is going after? Have you spoken to her about how she feels about this battle and where she stands within it? No. No. You know why I've not spoken to her? Because she's in Washington. Oh, yeah. I guess it does make sense, doesn't it? Hashtag yippers. If I wanted to speak to her, I would need to be in D.C. Because that's where she is. But instead, I'm here looking for some random-ass actress who's not had a job in 23 years. And I, I'm the stupid one? I'm supposed to be here finding her, and I'm the dumb one? Okay, look, maybe this was a bit of an oversight, okay? Yes, maybe we should have had you covering the Olympics, or, you know, maybe we should be covering the gun control situation. I, I don't know. I thought this was an interesting story, that Stacey Dash, who is an outspoken extreme conservative, was going to be running for Congress. You know, it's just this on this on ongoing issue of, of celebrities all right fine i fucked up i fucked up ollie all right are you happy now i fucked up this is a stupid report you're absolutely right it was the dumbest idea i've had on the ollie report all right man look i'm just coming off of two weeks of vacation my brain's a little rattled i'm not back in the right place you know i i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what i'm thinking of i just maybe i go and i i need a shower i'm gonna take my clothes to get naked and i, I i'm losing my mind you know I, I got we got this show to do we got smells like 90s rock we've got the night show at star i mean there's so many shows that i gotta keep up with and there's so many things that i gotta work on do you understand my workload right now it's insane so i thought this would be a good story for us to do because i thought it may not Ollie! you'll be happy
letting you know, Hot Toddy, that I've spoken to Miss Nash, and she says this is the perfect idea to become the next congressional leader of California's 44th District. She did say in an interview, though, back in 2016, and then she reiterated to me, said that she's been ostracized in Hollywood because of her political views, and her agents dropped her, and now she is ready to take on politics. And though, technically, politically, you and I are not big fans of her due to the fact that she is an extreme conservative, she says she is not afraid in this uphill battle. She says she has high hopes, and she believes she will be the next congressional leader in California. And we shall see what will happen in November of this year. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself about. That's what it's all about. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. Smoking Hot Podcast. They had a couple, and they were tied together on a table. And upon closer inspection, it actually looked like a rudimentary sex change had been performed on them. Sans anesthesia, mind you. They have this other one, and she just, she gets me every single time. They did not find her until the second sweep of the attic. They came across the box. And it was just a little box big enough for, like, a dog or a big fat cat, you know, an animal, like, pets. They opened up the box, and they found a woman rammed inside of it. Every single bone in her body had been broken multiple times to get her to fit into this box. And the sad thing is that she actually stayed alive long enough for her bones to start healing in the position that they were stuck in. So when they were finally able to get her out of there, they literally just straight up called her the crab lady to give you an idea of how jacked up really was. Again, this is pre-civil war, and this is at the point in time where we need to talk about some uncomfortable history, and that's slavery. Because this is what Madame Waller is doing to all her slaves. Now again, she's a very strong case that she's a sociopath, but these are people that no one's going to come looking for, she can do whatever she wants, they're her property, right? Here's the thing though. I love that guy. That's literally what he does all day long. He just drives in his Jeep, all of the French Quarter, blasting smooth jazz. I'm not kidding. He's the best. Doesn't really go with the atmosphere right now, but I not really smooth jazz. Anywho. So, where should I begin with talking about slavery? While the rest of the United States was colonized by the English, Louisiana was colonized by the French. Now, up north, they had a very different system on how to govern and handle your slaves as opposed to Louisiana and all the other French colonies. They had a very primitive form of Jim Crow laws, and they were extremely harsh, very rigid. Here in Louisiana, though, that was pretty different. Again, keeping in mind that people were still pretty brutal, there were a few major differences that the Louisianians were extremely proud of because, again, the French and the English hate each other, so oh, look at us, we're so much better than you. One of the things were you could not, could not, could not, could not work your slaves on a Sunday. And if you did work them on a Sunday, you had to pay them. They also had to have the option to buy their freedom, and subsequently they could buy the freedom of anyone else that they chose. You could not separate their families. And the list goes on and on and on. This was called Code Noir. Every French colony had it. Because back in the day, they had this thing called the Haitian Revolution, and they didn't want to deal with that again, so they kind of updated how they ran it. 
Because again, the Louisianans were extremely proud of how different they were from the rest of the Americans. The Creoles and the Americans hated each other with a burning passion. Can't stress that enough. So when Madame Lollery's guests started hearing about the things that were going on in her attic, it very quickly went from a party into a riot. They were absolutely livid. What they wanted to do was the good old Creole move where they'd chop off your head, take it, stick it up on a pipe, and then stick the pipe up by the Mississippi River to show everybody this is what happens to you when you do this. But unfortunately, Madame Lollery was a very smart was acting up. See, I did say that. Apparently, a lot of you didn't know that I had an ulcer, but I do in fact have an ulcer. Ism, I got it back when I was a kid. It doesn't really ever act up, just in some highly stressful situations, much like the smoking hot tide line on the last episode. Oh dear God, these people are just filthy mouths. Oh, okay, mm. Now calm down, it's going to get going again. But anyway, anyway, yes, yes, it's true, I have an ulcer. And I'll tell you exactly how I got it. You see, when I was a little child, I loved eating paint chips. And one day I ate so many that it just got out of hand, so... Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated for my son. Ah, the French. 
And then I got kicked in the face by a mule, and there you have it. I have an ulcer. Well, it's great to get that off my chest, and I hope you now understand my health situations. I'm in no danger of being seriously ill by it. It's just something that I have. But I want to thank you all for your concern. It means a lot to an old boy to know that there are people out there who care about him. This has been D.A. Williams. Good night. Orson Welles smoking hot Toddcast promos. Take one. Okay, Mr. Wells, uh, just do your spiel, your usual thing there, and say, Hello, this is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Ah, the French champagne. No, 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 hold it. All right, Mr. Wells, just say, This is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Okay, go again. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. Cut! All right, do it again. All right, and action. Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Oh, what the hell? I need the money. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Penis. Cut! The Smokin' Hot... Hello, I'm Orson Welles. Ah! Now, please keep in mind that the Italians are coming from cities that are way older than New Orleans. Ghosts ain't no thing for the Italian. They don't care. What they do care about is... The scratching that they're hearing underneath the floorboards and in between the walls. They don't attribute that attribute that to ghost activity. They think it's rats. Disgusting, dirty, disease-ridden rats. They refuse to live in a place like that. So they would all get up and leave, and eventually they left that man in financial ruin. That is the start of the curse of the Lawlery Mansion. Nobody has ever been able to own this house for longer than five years without either meeting personal or financial ruin. This once upon a time was turned into an all-girls boarding school. That ended in a massive scandal. It was also a furniture store and a music stop shop at some point. One ended in financial ruin, and then the other one was so afraid of the ghost in the house that he ran out after being attacked by one and never came back. The ones that we're going to pay special attention to, this happened in the early 2000s. Now, I'm sure most of you guys have heard of a very infamous actor named Nicholas Cage. What? Hey, girl. Nicholas Cage. Hey. I know him. Never mind. Go along. Go along. He's not my favorite, but I'll tolerate him. Well, Nicholas Cage came to New Orleans one day, and he was dead set on finding a vacation house for he and his beautiful wife at the time. He was looking all around the French Quarter, and he saw this beautiful mansion. It's cheap. It's gorgeous. It's in a fantastic location down the street from his uncle, up the street from a couple of his friends, and he decided that this was the place. No, he did not do any kind of research on it. <laughs> what a fool. <laughs> he goes, does the down payment, signs all the paperwork, gets the key, and then goes and gets his wife, and they go out for a celebration with a ghost tour. <laughs> Eventually, they did stop in front of the house they had just purchased. Now, here's the thing. Everybody knows about Madame Mallory's house. This is the most popular stop for every tour company. And everyone, Nicholas Cage, should not know what the fuck it is. These think, oh, they're stopping it because it's my house. Like, oh, yeah. look, did, they, did the paparazzi let them know yeah. right? right. Ooh, Nicholas Cage. Good idea. Nicholas Cage. So the tour goes on. They hear the sordid history of the Lawlery Mansion. And then erupt into a screaming match of such epic proportions that poor guys today are still talking about it. The argument was that the wife wanted nothing to do with this house. And Nicholas Cage's argument was, well, I just spent a lot of money on it. We can, you know, live here, right? She won the argument. They never moved in, never made a payment, and actually let it go into foreclosure. 
But that didn't he stop. bought it? Because I thought, <laughs> wait a minute. No, he, he bought, bought it, he didn't pay for it though. He bought it. Mm -hmm. Not in full, he just did the down payment like, and then started up a mortgage. Oh, it sounded like it was like a it was a weekend thing. Hey, yeah. Like we oh, are no. getting this Just on the weekend. Okay. Anyways, Holy so shit! Shit! You wouldn't think he would go into foreclosure. He did let it go into foreclosure, and here's the thing: that did not stop the curse from taking effect on him. Oh my god! That's why he's in the situation he's in now. Cause it's fucking. <laughs> it starts to make sense now. Oh my god! The plot that. That's why he can't make any movies. That's why he's, he's the butt of every meme. He stopped getting uh, good movie deals, then he just stopped getting movie deals altogether. He went bankrupt multiple times. And it was so bad that he actually came back to New Orleans and sought the help of a voodoo practitioner. The practitioner told him, if you want to stop the curse, you need to go to St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 and build yourself a tomb. Nicholas Cage took this, however, as I'm Nicholas Cage. I'm gonna go to St. Louis Cemetery Number One, get rid of a bunch of historical tombs, and put up a big ugly pyramid because I want a natural treasure high right now. Oh, yeah. He literally yes. You can go in there and see his his We're going to see quotes his pyramid. own movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow, that's probably something really deep going on in the grave. I looked it up, it was a quote from National Treasure. <laughs> do people graffiti it? What they do is, most of the time it's from the ladies, they'll take uh, some lipstick and just cake it on there and go kiss his, kiss his name white. Yeah. But he doesn't like that. That's <laughs> vandalism. He doesn't like something that could be washed off in the rain on his tip. <laughs> So that's exactly what he does. He built a giant, ugly white pyramid, but he does not build it in the traditional New Orleans sense, where you can reuse the tombs and keep it in your family. He built it just for him and his wife. But just on him because he's divorced now. You're listening to Hot Toddy. On the Smoke It Hot Toddcast. Okay, so a little backstory behind this next piece. So we were going to do uh, a story that I did on my radio show on Star 102.1 about a guy who got so drunk one day that he mistaked a Bank of America for a Taco Bell. And and, and I had the story ready, and we may even do this at a later date. So if, if, you're, if you hear this, remember this when the next time you hear it. Um... But we were going to do the story, and uh, I had the story ready. It was fine, but it was so such a funny story that sometimes we like to do, you know, tell the story of what happened, and then we say something like, "Well, I wonder what that would be like," and then we we do a sketch based around our interpretation of it. And Miranda and I were going to do a sketch of the the Taco Bell dude, and uh, and unfortunately time got away from us, and we had other things to do, and but we did give it our best shot to try to do this sketch and make it before uh, deadline and unfortunately uh, we, well, I mean, we did it <laughs> the, the, the answer to this is that we did it uh, but it didn't sound great in terms of like you know broadcast quality that being said it turned out to be gold in another way it was absolutely hilarious so what you're about to hear is this is completely improvised we didn't have a script ready or anything so this sketch was just off the top of our brains as we were just trying to tunnel through it and it's it's really really funny so uh, without further ado here is Miranda and I trying to do this Taco Bell sketch uh, completely improvised uh, take a listen okay um, who, who's gonna play is it me Ollie or <clears throat> wait was it Bank of America Bank of America hey 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 Hey, tacos! I want tacos! Can I get some tacos? Um, sir? Excuse me? 
Yeah, yeah, look, I, I'm, it's been a long night. Listen, two tacos, one burrito, and one of, one of those the nacho fries. You got the nacho fries. Uh, sir, this is Bank of America? Yeah, that's great. Okay, so add on this some sour cream, give me the nacho cheese, and then maybe, uh, I, I, oh, uh, what are those things called? Uh, gordilla! Gordilla wrap! Um, sir, this is Bank of America. We don't have food. Can you say, uh... I can open a checking account for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, we don't have food, but I can open a checking account for you. Check, check, check to see if you got, check to see if you got tacos. You got tacos? No, sir. But we have, say, bought, uh, a savings account. Savings account. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, sir, but we do have savings accounts. Save, okay, so same some tacos, same as some... Don't don't eat all the gordita wraps. What else? What else is the guy at Taco Bell? I don't remember. Cheese fries. Cheese fries. <laughs> Fuck the nacho fries. Give me the cheese fries. Um, sir. Again, we're Bank of America. Uh, now I can. We have low interest rates. Can, can I get a low interest taco? No. <laughs> <laughs> Now just say, sir, I'm calling the police. Sir, I'm gonna have to call the police. Okay, I'll wait for my order over here. Bye! Ah! And they just crash. <laughs> and then... And then say... Oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck me. And now, Random Thoughts by Hot Toddy. Some days you're the dog, and some days you're the hydrant. And that was Random Thoughts by Hot Toddy. Alas, as always, all good things must come to an end, but you can rest assured that there's going to be more spooky, creepy stories from New Orleans coming your way next week with the horrors of NOLA Part 2, secondary title undetermined at this point. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed. As always, you can follow me on all social media. That's at HotTidy9102 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. HotTidy75 on Snapchat. Be sure to follow me at HotTidyTube on YouTube. And, of course, the HotTidy Mixcloud page and the Smokin' Hot Toddcast iTunes page. You can also follow some of the gang of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast on social media. We'll begin with Twitter. Miss Pingrino at Pingrino. Sheila at Sheila Hawk. Doc Simmon at Kev Summit. And Miranda at the Miranda. To Joe. Now for Instagram, Miss Pingrino at Pingrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawkins, Doc Summon at Kev Summit, and Miranda at Miranda Panda Joe. Until part two of the horrors of Nola, this is Hot Toddy saying, I gotta pee, so bye bye.